Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew. I am super excited today. We have a return guest, Dan Elzer. How are you doing today, Dan? Andrew, I'm doing awesome, man. It's a pleasure to get back with you guys and get to do some uh, some chat about real estate. I love it. I love it. We had you on, what, month and a half, two months ago, um, yeah. where we talked about some great stuff. So if you missed that episode, go check it out. But today we are going to be taking a little bit of a turn, maybe away from conventional prospecting, cold calling, door knocking, and getting into, I guess, is is now maybe the new conventional, the new norm, um, you know, or, or upcoming norm, which is digital prospecting. Um, you know, doing doing prospecting online through social media, maybe some other outlets that Dan's going to talk about and teach about uh, today. So a lot to look forward to, um, a lot of good stuff coming up. Uh, just some housekeeping for anyone joining us online, YouTube, Facebook, on our website. Um, as always, let us know if you have any questions. We'll do our best to pass those along to Dan. Uh, if you have any comments, please chime in. And if you missed this and want to catch a replay, you can catch it on any podcast platform or on YouTube after the fact. So, um, Dan, let's just jump right on in. Um, you're the master here. Let's 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 start off with the topic. What what is digital prospecting? I mean, this is kind of a a, a term that it seems like. Um, you've coined or that you like to use. What is digital prospecting and, and what does it mean? Well, um, Andrew, as you know, most people in real estate, uh, because of all the different ways they've utilized technology, uh, most of it has gone to the buyer side of business, you know, trying to uh, mine information to get buyers. Um, there's organizations that sell that information. Uh, you folks have used technology to help people on the listing side of the business, which is where I live. Uh, and uh, what we got looking at was too many agents were being passive, and we kind of mm -hmm. talked about that last time, where they're, they'll do something in a very passive way, especially with, with social media. You know, they'll, they'll put stuff out there about maybe a house that they sold or someone that they're working with or post an article, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't want anyone to, to misunderstand me here. There's nothing sure. wrong with that, but the problem is it's passive. So mm -hmm. I always identify passive uh, as a passive prospecting method is me waiting for something to happen. Right. An active prospecting method is me causing it to happen. Right. So we, you know, got looking at it and I was like, you know, and you know, we, and I talked last time I came out of law enforcement, I did undercover narcotics work and all that good stuff. So, so here I am this investigator going, there's gotta be a better way. So I started yeah. looking at uh, it in two different ways. The first way will be uh, our sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. Your sphere in real estate drives 70 plus percent of business. We know that if you've been in business for any time, you've seen the stat or if you check out NAR statistics. So since the majority of business comes through our sphere, how can we leverage social media in a way that's proactive instead of passive? So mm -hmm. first routine that we teach is use your social medias as if they were a sphere of influence mm. so have, you know, 
two, 300 people that are not real estate agents, you know, right. my Facebook or whatever. And if I understand why people sell homes, and again, we're looking at getting listings. If I, if I understand why people sell homes, and that's right through the National Association of Realtors too. We've got, you know, a change in family status, job move, uh, you know, get a bigger house, get a smaller house, move closer to work, move, move right. closer to the family. Those are always the six top reasons people sell. And they're, they always come in different, you know, which one's first is always different depending on the year. So I always share with people, we know that if someone's talking about, you know, God, the drive is killing me. I've spent two hours getting to and from work. Or if they start talking about how hard it is to upkeep the house, they're in mm. one of the categories. Well, social media became a platform where people say things that they wouldn't say out loud to their friends, you know, right. in trouble on social media saying dumb things. An easy place to complain. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so the problem next, when people said, oh, that's cool, I'm going to use social media, well, they would go to their news feed. Well, news feeds, as you know, are they're filtered and right. you don't always see what's going on. So we took a very uh, purposeful approach to this. You know, step one, we call it, you know, uh, we coined the phrase in uh, in our SWAT program, that real estate SWAT school program I shared last time, prospecting in your PJs. I can yeah. get up in the morning with a cup of coffee or a bowl of cereal, and I can pull up my, my social media account. And if I go to my list of friends and go to their home pages, don't rely on the news feed. Okay. We'll segment 10 a day, five days a week, and usually in another... Uh, two, three months, you've cycled through everybody. So about once a quarter, you'll see everybody's homepage. Well, if I go to your homepage, Andrew, I see everything you did. It's not filtered. Yeah. I see that, you know, your kid graduated. I see that, you know, uh, someone's pregnant, someone's this. I get to see those things because we share those moments on our homepage and it doesn't always hit the feed. Right. So what I want to do is hit my friends, look at that. What I'm looking for is, are they saying something or are they displaying something that puts them in one of those categories where they might be in the mood to sell? Right. Number one. Number two, I'm not going to allow social media to do the work for me. So I'm going to post or like, basically, I'm going to let that person know that I saw their stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I like something, I might say, hey, great pick or whatever. But maybe you have nothing on your site that leads me to believe that you're going to be selling. I still right. post and say hi, and then I move on. Well, two things are happening there. I might generate a conversation because you haven't heard from me in a while. That could be good. If it does generate a conversation, it also helps me because your friends that aren't my friends get to see our conversation. So I get to multiply that effect. Right. I come across somebody that has a need based on the conversations they're having fitting one of those categories, I want to get what we call getting live. Mm -hmm. So instead of me putting in there, hey, Andrew, I see that, you know, the last kids left the nest, you know, if you need to talk about the house, let me know. That's what people will do. Right. And the problem is most of us have more than one real estate friend. So, sure. and most of the real estate people who are not well trained and coached think that that passive approach is enough. So you end up hearing from two or three people through your social media, you go on with life. They really don't get the opportunity. Right. If I'm digitally prospecting, as soon as I see that, I comment that my goal is to maybe have lunch with you, mm. maybe meet with you, you know, have a cup of coffee or a cocktail or something. So I reach out to you and say, Andrew, God, we haven't talked in a long time. 
congrats on you know empty nesting love to get together and have lunch you available well now you and i go have lunch and i can have where i'm the strongest i can have an intimate conversation where we can go back and forth and i can listen to your needs i can make a value proposition to possibly help you right instead of wait for something to occur yeah so i i ask agents all the time when i teach this live if you did 10 a day, five days a week for 48 weeks, how many opportunities for listings do you think you would have? And every time they always go, God, probably a dozen or so. I said, okay, sure. if you had a dozen, how many would convert? And they go, God, if I had a dozen, I'd get at least six, seven listings. Okay. Right. What else would happen with those six? I just keep taking it. And I go, so if you wake up every morning and spend an hour drinking a cup of coffee, digitally prospecting in this method, you'll do more prospecting than some agents do for a month. Right. And and what I just did was I was leaning on the the statistics, you know, the big data of, of NAR. Why do people move? Mm -hmm. And then I'm using the best mouthpiece in the world, which is people using their social media. But the key of the thing is getting live. So that's one of the ways. If you I, I love this. This is amazing because it, it kind of follows a traditional prospecting model. Right. Which is find leads, find your sphere of influence set up an appointment with them and talk to them without trying, you know, without trying to sell them and commission breath and all that stuff. But you can do it. I love the ideas of prospecting in PJs because how many hours do people spend on their social media, on their Facebook feed anyway? Exactly. Right. Hours. And, and a lot of that time is just wasted and people will admit to it They'll say, well, I, I wasted an hour scrolling through my feed today. When you're intentional about that, when you, when you, when you focus that, um, I think this is an amazing way because a lot of people have thousands of Facebook friends, right? If you treat that as a sphere of influence. And I loved your point of saying when you comment, like, and interact with them, their friends see it too. You're just, you're reaching out to your sphere, reaching out to your sphere's sphere. It's almost infinite possibility right there on Facebook. So, so in reality, and let's, let's take this down to kind of the, the granular level, how, how many, let's say on a weekly basis, you're saying you're prospecting on Facebook five days a week. That's 10 people a day, right? Is what you said. 10 um, a day. That's 10 a day. That's 50 people a week, uh, give or take. How many of those people in your experience, Dan, or in your agent's experience, um, reach back out and, and actually lead to what I'm going to call that appointment, right? Because that's basically what right. it is. Well, you know, it, it's, uh, it, it varies. Everyone that we share this with, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Okay. I taught this to a company. Um, one of my clients, uh, they had me come in to do a unique way of working with sellers because they needed inventory. And mm -hmm. so one of the uh, things I shared was this. Uh, I came back the next month. So that was one month of them knowing this process. And uh, someone in the front row of, of, you know, it was probably 100 agents. Someone in the front row said, raised their hand and said, hey, Dan, can you talk about that PJ thing again? I said, prospecting PJs? They go, yeah. And I said, well, I said, that's not what I'm here for today. I said, I've got other content. I said, if I, if I uh, have time in the end, I will. Well, at the break, I had two gentlemen come up to me and they said, don't have the time to talk about it. I said, what are you talking about? They go, the prospecting your PJs. I go, why don't you want me to have the time? And they go, they should have paid attention the first time. And I looked at them and I said, so you're doing this? And they said, yes. And I said, how's it working? They said, in a month's time, we're already, they didn't tell me how many, but we're already taking listings. They should have paid attention the first time. So here was an agent going, hey, you told everyone. So we've gotten those types of feedback. And so we know it, it's it's effective. Right. But depending on, you know, it's like it's almost like cold calling, depending right. on the need at the time 
you're not going to get anything. But if there's right. a need, you're showing up in the right time. Yeah. Um, the Again, our SWAT program, we used to teach that live and we would mm -hmm. teach in SWAT this methodology. One week, because we were once a week that class, one week a lady came back and said, Dan, I did my digital prospect and said, how'd it go? She said, it was like the third or fourth day doing it. One of my friends put, yay, empty nesters. And she said, and I remembered, I got to get live. I got to get live. And she said, so I invited her out. It, I hadn't seen her in a very long time. I invited her out for a glass of wine. We used to get together, have a glass of wine. And she had three friends hit her on Facebook saying, hey, if I can be of help, let me know. She came in with the listing that week. She got live. She sat down with them. Wow. So it's it's about tenacity and um, and discipline to do it. Because like you said, there's 50. So let's say we did it 48 weeks, right? Mm -hmm. So there's what, 2,400 people I touch in 48 weeks. I mean, even if I take old cold calling, you know, one in 90 opportunity, I mean, 2,400 there, right. I just got a whole bunch of opportunity. And, and where this is your sphere of influence, it's probably a better opportunity exactly. than the cold call, right? Exactly. I love it. So without exact numbers, it, it, it seems to be very successful, um, you know, and, and let's challenge some agents to go try it and let us know how it works for them. But it seems like best case scenario, you set awesome appointments, you strengthen your relationship with your sphere, you set amazing listings. Worst case scenario, you're staying top of mind with your social media sphere of influence, right? There you go. And that's, and that's, and that's awesome. That's so, exactly. And, yeah. and also in there, you might have one, you know, thank you. Uh, this happened to one of our clients where they said, Dan, I was doing it and uh, it was a person we sold a house to. They came back and said, hey, thanks for, you know, for uh, saying hi or liking my photo or whatever. And then started talking about what a great experience they had with them uh, in the sale, in the purchase of their home. Right. And then that just multiplied across all their friends, mm -hmm. hearing them talk about their agent on their web, on, on their uh, social media platform. So, right. so it is, it is a, um, you know, I share it with people by saying, this is a way that you can do prospecting in a proactive way. If you're being a little timid about doing it face to face, Yes, you can at least be doing something that will be a, pro a proactive approach where you're making something happen. And what we find in all of the years of, of educating and, and training is when we get people to have a couple wins, all of a sudden talking live to people gets easier. Before you know it, they're you know hiring Red X and they're making calls on expired. You know, right. it's it, it just took that belief that it it would work. So well, and it sounds like this is an amazing opportunity or an amazing starting point for newer agents, right? Because I know a lot of new agents they sit down with their broker and their broker says, "Reach out to your friends and family, bug them about selling a home." you know, more or less. And they, and they go, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, commission breath. I don't want to be pushy. I don't want to be salesy, but this sounds like a really authentic, genuine way to ease into that. And for a new agent to kind of, kind of get the ball rolling. Right. Exactly. And now about, about the consistency of it too, Andrew is mm -hmm. let's say I, it's taken me once a quarter to go through my, my friends. Yeah. Every quarter you're seeing and hearing me now. Right. Okay. Right. So let's say Q1, you didn't have a need. Q2, you didn't have a need. Q3, you didn't have a need. But you've seen me every quarter, caring, asking, sharing, liking. Then all of a sudden you have a need and I ask to meet with you. My odds of you engaging me are so much higher because each time I, I came across your, your homepage, I didn't just go, hey, can you, are you thinking about listing or selling? I am using data to find the need instead of, flat out just always asking that question. So it gives them another way of building that rapport. So when it is a possibility opportunity, 
it's much natural for them to come in and help. Right, right. A natural consistency for your leads and your sphere of influence, but also I would say a consistency for the agent, right? I think if agents yeah. are timid about cold calling, timid about other forms of prospecting, this is a great way to build consistent habits as they introduce new practices into their business. Exactly. Wonderful. Now I have a second one and I was okay. debating sharing it. I'm going to share it. Actually, Perfect. I have a, I have more than two, but I'll share two on the other thing because these are things we teach in in our, our program. And I'm going to ask you, you, you can put that, that website up for people in case they want to go learn these things. Right. But here's a second one. Watch this. Let's say using Red X. Okay. I find an expired. Now, you know, working for Red X, some people use your system, but they don't have either the confidence or skill to always make the call. Right. They might send letters to it. They might do a lot of things, but they don't pick up the phone and make that call. Well, another stat that's out there that's consistent is 40 some percent of transactions are referred in some way. You know, it's mm -hmm. a friend, it's a family, it's a social you know, or a sphere or something. So of all transactions, almost half are somehow referred by someone that knew the person. Absolutely. So when I looked at that, I went, you know what? I think we can do that in a digital way as well. Okay. So I, for this, use LinkedIn. Mm. LinkedIn is a business network, not a social network. So if I see Andrew come up and I don't know who you are, but if I've done my job of meeting people in my marketplace, not, I always share with real estate agents, don't put real estate agents into your LinkedIn, mm -hmm. build your LinkedIn with movers and shakers, you know, clergy, small business people, mm -hmm. maybe local politicians, you know, get to know as many people on an acquaintance basis as possible. So they know you by face and get them into your LinkedIn. So what that does for you now is I see Andrew, there you are. I don't know you. I love your house. I don't have the confidence to make that call. So I go into my LinkedIn and do this on your desktop, everybody. It doesn't work on your on your uh, phone. Okay. Go into my desktop and I go into the search mode and I put your name in. Then I have to use the filters in search. What I'm going to filter is I want my second links, not my first, not my thirds. I want my second. I think you know where I'm going here. Yeah. So as soon as I run you through my seconds, if any of my friends are friends with you, it pops up. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden there, I've got two people that know you. I don't know you. I pick up the phone and call the person I know. I say, hey, Mike, do you know Andrew? Oh, God, yeah, I've known Andrew for years. Can you do me the favor of an introduction and a referral? His house just expired. I'd love to help him. You get a call from a friend going, hey, I see your house didn't sell. And you complain, yeah, these agents. Hey, I got a buddy I've known for years. He's amazing. Would you like to talk to him? I force a referral to occur instead of wait for a referral to occur. Right. This way around, I have a high probability that not only do I get the appointment, but I come through the door pre-sold, just like we get in those other situations when that referral does come around. So again, I can use both of these first thing in the morning and I can pick up business if I just took an hour, 90 minutes every morning, sitting there on my computer, drinking a cup of coffee, having a bowl of cereal before I walk into the office and begin my day. So it doesn't affect how busy I am. It doesn't affect, uh, you know, my my um, my fears or my insecurities because I'm only dealing with people that I already know or I'm asking someone I know for that introduction. And, you know, people ask me, how does that work? I go, guys, I use it all the time as a speaker and a trainer and a consultant. I'll hear somebody needing something and I'll put the, you know, there's the CEO. 
I know this company is looking for someone that does what I do. I'll make the call. I've got my confidences where I'll always make the call. But the majority of the time, that CEO won't take my call if they don't know me. Hmm. So I go in and I do the same exact thing. I run that CEO through my, my uh, LinkedIn. I find a common person. I call them and say, hey, do you know Andrew? Yep. I just last year got a very large contract from someone I called three times trying to get to the CEO, didn't take my call. Right. I pulled my reverse prospecting through LinkedIn and a very good friend of mine who is a speaker knew the guy. He introduced us. Uh, we had a year long uh, relationship and, a, and one heck of a contract because I did that. So, so that's a secondary manner in which we can uh, do our prospecting in a proactive way without right. having the uh, angst of I'm not ready to make that call yet. Yeah. So, so let me just let me just make sure I'm following this right. With this with this reverse prospecting through LinkedIn, you put the expired listings name into LinkedIn and then you search for the second linked connections. So I, I search your name, right? But I'm marked in the filter that I only want to see people that are friends of mine with you. Sure. So you have to be a second. I'm looking for you as a second to me. Basically, right. when I search LinkedIn, I'm, I'm searching. Do you match me? And I usually people search first. You know, are you are you someone I know? Right. Or they search everything, and it might be a third or a fourth or a fifth. I just want seconds. So I want to search you in my account. So it pops up and says, Andrew is a second to Mike. Okay, right. And call Mike. I That's did amazing. This, I did this not long ago and uh, owner of a company, uh, he's not active anymore. He's got a great company, probably seven, eight offices. Mm -hmm. uh, we did this and uh, he grew up in the neighborhood where the main offices, that was where he was born and grew up. And then he expanded out with these seven offices. So we literally did a an expired run, found a name and everybody was putting it into their their uh, LinkedIn and he raises his hand. I go, what? He goes, I have 42 seconds for that one person. I go, imagine that there's 42 people, you know, that know someone whose house is expired. That's you want to talk about an easy way to get an appointment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is amazing because um, a lot of people's hesitation to cold calling expired leads is that, I mean, we can just list them, right? There's, there's, oh, you're the hundredth agent who's called me today. Oh, I just don't want to relist. Oh, I'm going to try and for sell by owner. Like the, the list of objections goes on and on. And without you having credibility, rapport as a solid agent right off the bat, I think the hardest push over the phone or, or through other prospecting methods is building that rapport and establishing that credibility. But if you can have your existing friendships, connections, business connections do that for you, then you are basically skipping the hardest part of prospecting expires, right? Exactly. Yeah. Now, not everybody's going to be there. You know, you're sure. not going to you're not going to connect in a second with everyone you put into your your search. But right. that's where developing and building your LinkedIn comes in. Mm. You know, I just have to be aware every time I meet somebody, you know, I want to make sure that you understand that I'm in the business of real estate and that you understand who I am. So you would recognize me again. So I have to have a meaningful conversation, ask good questions. Don't be overbearing and then say, hey, man, it was a really pleasure meeting you. And then you go back and you look them up on LinkedIn and you hit them and say, hey, it was great meeting you uh, today. Uh, do you mind linking up? And voila, you got another person. Well, now you've got everybody they know yeah. through that person. And and so and people always go, but you don't wait to have real estate agents. I go, no, use use your real estate agents on Facebook and Instagram, all the other stuff. Yeah. Use LinkedIn as a business uh, media for you. And the other thing is people will say, well, can't I do that on 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 Facebook. And I go, you can try it, but 
when we first developed this, we, you know, had people test it <clears throat> and Facebook people go, I call you on Facebook, you know, cause I, cause you know, someone on Facebook that I know I call you and go, Hey, will you introduce me on Facebook? They always go, I don't know. That sounds weird. You yeah. know, but it, in LinkedIn, it's expected. I mean, LinkedIn right. is about putting people together for business reasons, referring people, finding jobs. So the people on LinkedIn have no problem referring you into someone they know. Right. That's so true. I love that. Well, well, this is amazing. So we've got we've got Facebook, we've got LinkedIn. Um, anything else? Any any other any other? I mean, I don't want to give everything away from 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 you know your swap program and stuff. But um, any other digital prospecting methods that, that that we can dig into here? Well, there there are more. If people think about you know what what I just said across any other opportunity, mm -hmm. not just an expired. Sure. Maybe somebody you just hear somebody is thinking about doing something. Well, I'm going to run that person. Maybe a FISBO. You drive by, there's a FISBO, and you can't make the call or you don't want to knock the door. So you go do a little research, find their name, run it through LinkedIn. Right. You know, there's so many different ways to build that that uh, opportunity to have a, a referral or face-to-face -face type of, of meeting through someone else by using that LinkedIn approach. Um, right. And the same thing, you know, people still try uh, Facebook with it, mm -hmm. but you know, if you can find people on Facebook that don't have a problem doing it, then you might have a group of people that you can pull this off with. But, but most of the time, uh, Facebook people are like, you know, that's weird. I, I don't know if I'd ever do that. And right. kind of a kind of falls dead for being a social media platform. People are surprisingly antisocial sometimes they, on, on that platform. Yeah. I mean, now another uh, uh, this is a uh, just a piece of advice from a passive prospecting on social okay. media. When I when I talk to people about you know posting stuff, I'll see people repost articles and do things all the time, and and I always go, I think you missed the boat there. Read the article and commentate on it. Mm. Um, you know, hey, like uh, you know, the Federal Reserve just met. Um, I'm a big economics guy. Uh, Chairman Powell thinks that inflation is transitory, so he's not going to raise rates. But there's a lot of people thinking about raising rates. So I might attach a contrarian position and say, hey, Facebook friends, uh, if you're thinking about refinancing or buying, you might want to read this article and then I'll then I'll summarize it. I'll be the expert summarizing it. Mm. You know, Federal Reserve is still pushing back on raising rates, but the people in the bond world are saying that inflation is going to get out of hand and they're putting a lot of pressure on rates going up. So sooner or later, it's going to happen. But this is a great article to inform you on when you should maybe take action. Boom. So what I just did there is instead of being passive again and just put an article out, I've got active by sharing with people say, hey, this is why you should read it. This is what's going on. Here's a little summary of it. So that's another way to it's a passive, but it's a way to get a little more out of people than just seeing you. Hey, Dan posted an article. Sure. And, and, and getting getting that conversation rolling probably gets more people involved and indicates to you who has recently bought or sold, who has recently refinanced, who is looking to buy or sell or refinance. Another amazing opportunity where you can just profit from the, or, you know, capitalize on that comment section, right? Exactly. And that will be a better starter for people that see you in social right. than always talking about a house or an open house or something. Right. You know, we get, you know, the old social media companies back, you know, four or five years ago, really stressed i interviewed some of those people for, for our website mm -hmm. they really stressed that people don't only want to hear about your business they want to hear other things and 
And that's where I started thinking about that going, you know, I could be the source of information on real estate and become the expert of the, the real estate information. And that will be a better draw for me than always. Every time someone sees me, all I'm doing is talking about, you know, are you looking to do real estate or here's the last one I did? Not saying not to put those out there, but if you don't put some personality into it with it, some people will start, you'll, you'll become, you know, you'll fall on deaf ears, basically. You know, they'll start to be, oh, that again, oh, that again. So Right, right. Keeping it fresh. Well, Dan, this has been amazing. And I know that we're a little crunched for time here um, because you're a busy man. You're on the move right now. Um, but but I just want to kind of wrap things up here. We've had a lot of do's, right? Here are some great strategies and things you can do as far as digital prospecting and social media prospecting goes. Is there anything that you highly recommend agents not do or anything that agents avoid when it comes to this type of uh, strategy? Sure. Um, do it and shut the thing off and go to work. Okay. Um, the biggest problem when I've coached back when I coached agents and when my coaches coach agents is tracking the amount of time that's spent on social media. Um, it's, it's, oh, it's addictive. You know, they, they planned it that way. They developed right. it. Uh, turn off your notifications about your social media, get out of the habit of always checking what's happening there. Mm. And that will leave you time to go do your job. Be purposeful in a work day. It's a tool. I'm going to use it for an hour and a half. And then I might close the day and use it because since I was out saying hi to people, at the end of the day, I might put, give it an hour and a half to make sure I can respond to people or continue a conversation. But if I use it all day long, it gives me a, a false sense of security that I've been doing something important and mm. I haven't. And uh, yes. so that would be my biggest don't is use it as a tool and get the heck off of it. Don't let it notify you. You go to it when you need it. Don't make it come to you. Right. Which kind of comes back to the overarching theme of, of our conversation today, which is actively using these as tools rather than passively use them how basically everyone uses it. I love it. Exactly. Fantastic. Now, um, for the future, my friend, you know, yeah. because this market is rotating, uh, sure. people that aren't paying attention to it, um, you know, there's been articles out already from uh, National Association Realtor on ResMedia and on uh, Inman about uh, inventories are starting to grow. Okay. But what that means is your service becomes more and more valuable because they'll be expired. So they'll be right. Paying. So uh, down the road, if you're up for it, I'd love to do some old school expired work yes. because I really think that is a lost art in the industry um, because we haven't, you know, everybody said, oh, there is none, there is none. Well, you know, there are some, there's always some, yeah. um, but I think that might be something to, to have some fun with too, to go back to, because you, when you talk to me about, oh, I'm going to list with my friend or I'm going to for sale by owner it. Yeah, uh, we have, we have uh, techniques and strategies around all that to make that contact and to get past those uh, resistances to have that appointment. So I would love to possibly maybe explore that with you down the road. Yes, we will put you on the book and we'll be in contact to get to get to get some conversations about those those like you called them old old school expired prospecting methods. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's plan on it because I know the audience loves having seen you and having you on. I know we love talking to you and having you on. So so we will for sure put that down. Um, Dan, I know you got to get running, but thank you so much for being on the show again today. Uh, where can people find you and where should people go if they want to hear more from you? Well, you can go to any, if they want to find us, danelzer.com will take them into our training academy site. Um, but if, uh, if they like the techniques that I share and they want to master them, 
uh, we have that eight week on demand program called Real Estate SWAT School and it's R-E-S-W-A-T school.com. Um, you go to that, there's a little uh, preview video that I give you on it and it's $279. I, I've made it as cheap as possible for people to master the skills that I talk about all the time and be able to go out there and really uh, execute in the marketplace. So. Did I get that that uh, URL correct down there? reswatschool.com. Perfect. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, if you're interested in hearing more from Dan and, and, and diving into these strategies a little deeper, go check that out. Otherwise, stay tuned and we will have Dan back on as soon as possible, as soon as this market, you know, kind of settled down and readjusts. Um, thank you, Dan, so much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to having you back to our audience. Uh, you know, send your love to Dan. Go check out his resources. Um, like and share uh, our content here at Red X on YouTube. Subscribe to us. Find us uh, wherever you listen to podcasts to catch replays. Go back and check out previous episodes. And we will be back next Thursday, same time, same place. Thanks again, Dan. Andrew, it's great seeing you. Thank you to everyone out there, and I'll see you next time. You bet. We'll talk to you later. Yeah.